Hi guys, how are y'all doing? Here's a little bit about me. I've always thought about doing a podcast over the years. However, I've never moved on that thought. One reason is most likely because I didn't know what I would talk about. But most importantly, I didn't feel like that was what the Lord wanted me to do at the time. I was inspired to start a podcast by my sister-in-law. Her name is Jennifer. And as I was listening to her first episode the other day, I realized that the things that she would be sharing on hers are the same types of things that I would be sharing. But not only that, she struggles with some of the same things that I do. One of the things that my sister struggles with is fear. Fear of failing. Fear of her voice not being heard whether her voice mattered or not. I have those same fears. I have often times felt like others have brushed me off. Made me feel like my opinions, my thoughts, my emotions did not matter that they were better than me however is that really who they were brushing off or is the real person that they're brushing away and ignoring the Lord Jesus himself so when I speak I don't want to tear others down. I don't want to dry out their bones. I don't want them to feel like their thoughts and their emotions and their words do not matter because they do. There's a saying out there in the world that says, Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. Y'all, I love y'all, but I'm going to be downright honest with y'all. That is a bold-faced lie. Words do hurt. Words do tear people down. Words can leave wounds for years and years and years. I have wounds that are still healing. Some of those wounds I've forgiven. Doesn't mean I forget those wounds or what those people did to me. What it does mean though, however, is that I don't let those emotions from those hurts 
control me. I've given that to Jesus. So when I speak my desire and my prayer is that I would speak hope. I would speak love. I would speak life into others for the Lord. And I want others to hear Jesus through my words. I want to build them up. Because as I've reiterated multiple times already, words do hurt. And it is not my desire to tear others down. I often tell my kids, it's not what you're saying necessarily. It's how you're saying it. Now, I'm not saying that the words that come out of our mouths don't matter. Because they do. But most often times, it's the way we're saying it that cause clashing amongst others. And not fully understanding what the other person is saying or trying to communicate. We are supposed to love our neighbor as ourselves. And to treat others the way we want to be treated. If we want to be spoken life into, spoken hope into, spoken love into, we need to do the same to others. Because if we do not practice what we preach, the way we treat others is the way we're going to be treated. My high school teacher had a saying. He was pretty funny at times. But he's taught us students some serious lessons. And this saying was, what you practice is what you preach. All the rest is religious talk. Now, I didn't catch the lesson at first that he was trying to convey to us. But the other day, a few months back, I was thinking on that phrase and thinking on my high school teacher. And it dawned on me. My high school teacher was teaching us students that if our words don't match up with our actions and vice versa, we are a hypocrite. I have found that most, if not all, of the lessons that I learned from my high school teacher I am trying to instill in my own children. Because those are important lessons to learn. So once again, when I share here, my desire is that I would speak hope, that I would speak love, and that I would speak life 
into others. And that I would share Jesus with you. Now you may be wondering about my name. I decided to go with the scripted heart. Because I realized that before even the foundations of the world were created and time began, God knew everything. God knows everything. He knows what I'm going to share here with you. He knows what's going to come out of my mouth. I have some ideas on what I would like to share with you here. But I definitely do not know everything that I will be sharing. Now the Bible says in Proverbs that the issues of life come from the heart. I want to speak from the heart. I want to speak for Jesus because I stand with Jesus. I stand for Jesus. Jesus is the most important person. He came to earth as a baby. He grew up and he gave his life for us on the cross so that we could have eternal life and salvation. He loved us so much despite everything that we've done or everything that we will do to give his own life. And so once again, I know I've said it multiple times repeatedly, but I cannot reiterate the fact enough that when I speak I'm not speaking from a script I don't have a script in front of me right now I did not write anything out in terms of what I would say here I'm speaking the words that Jesus scripted the words that have come out of my mouth over the past few minutes and the words that will be coming out of my mouth in the next few minutes they are all words scripted by the awesome omniscient omnipowerful Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that's where my name came from the scripted heart Jesus gives me the script. I speak what he wants me to speak. And my prayer is that whoever is listening here will come away with a sense of him. And if you don't know him, that he would reveal himself to you. And that you would give your life over to him. So that you may have what I have. Salvation and eternal life with him in heaven. So what's today? 
I'm going to be sharing a little about my time at Ladies Retreat. But first, a little about me. I am a wife. I am a sister. I am a daughter. I am a mother. And I am a perfectionist. I also live on a farm. But I have always struggled with perfection my whole life. And what I am about to share with you was the almighty work of Jesus. And how he revealed himself to me. I don't know else to speak or say. Other than this lesson was something that I needed. And he knew my heart was ready for a change. That's all I can say. So, I'm going to read you the testimony that I wrote in my journal afterwards. I said earlier, I am not reading from a script. This is not a script. This is my journal entry. And I wrote it down. Because I wanted to remember all the lessons I learned and what Jesus shared with me and revealed to me. Because this is his heart. This is my heart. I call it Climb Your Mountain. My story of how I went to ladies retreat really starts back in November. I originally had no interest whatsoever in going in years past. However, for some strange reason, this year was different. I paid the deposit and moved on. As time went on, I was talking with God. I asked if I should go. I wanted to be sure that he was in it. He said no. I understood it as that I should not attend this year. So I canceled transferring my deposit to someone else who desired to go. It's a good thing I did too. Or so I thought. For soon after I canceled, several things came up. Unfortunately, one of those things that came up was my father-in-law announcing that he would be going into surgery. As time drew closer, I started to once again feel that burning desire to go. And, in full disclosure, a bit jealous of the other ladies too. However, seeing that I am not the person who likes to waver back and forth in their decisions, I took it to the Lord in prayer. I told God that if he truly wanted me to go, 
that he was going to have to prepare a way. The scripture in Exodus 14 that he spoke over me was the story of Moses and the Red Sea, where the Lord told Moses to lift his staff up towards the sky, and when Moses had obeyed, he, the Lord, parted the waters so that the children of Israel could cross over to the other side, away from Pharaoh and his army. I needed my Red Sea to be parted if my attending the ladies' retreat was truly his plan for me. The week of the retreat, I had no plans to attend. However, that all began to change in a flurry on Wednesday, two days before we were to leave. As you have already learned, I had told God that if I was to go, that he was going to have to prepare a way. Boy, did he ever. For that Wednesday, I was on Facebook, and I noticed that Miss Sherry, our pastor's wife, had posted that there had been three to four cancellations and that there was now room for others to go on short notice if they desired. After mentioning this fact and discussing the possibility of my going with my sweet husband, we decided to just not worry about it and went on about our normal daily life. However, after speaking with our church receptionist, Wendy, I was reminded that she wanted me to go. So... I revisited the opportunity, sought guidance from a couple other close friends, and realized that my understanding of God saying no, not this year, may have been wrong, because it just was not yet time. I had a few months. Thus, I looked into how my father-in-law was doing post-surgery. That was just one of those things that could be a deal-breaker for me. If he was not up to watching my arrows until the hubby returned home from work, there was absolutely no way I was going to be able to go, for no one else was available. Surprisingly, however, not only was my father-in-law better and continuing to get better each day after surgery, but he was also up to helping with my offspring and in support of me getting me some time to myself. His exact words were, let's do it. I remember just breaking down in tears from all the emotions I had been carrying. The Lord had prepared a way. When we left on the 18th of January, I was tired. I was broken. I had nothing else to give. My arrow's attitudes and behavior were below par, and I was continuously having to play referee. I was no longer the Energizer Bunny. It was all I could do to hold it together. My batteries were dead. I literally had no charge left. Looking back on it, I wonder if the behavior and attitudes I was dealing with from my children was just Satan's way of attacking me, trying to distract from what was really taking place. A time of recharge and restoration for one extremely tired mama. Come Friday night chapel at ladies retreat, the guest speaker, Dossie, spoke on having a merry moment. We all had to make arrangements to be here that week, just like Martha and Mary did in order to host Jesus at their home. However, when it came down to it, in Luke 10, 
Mary took advantage of Jesus foregoing her household duties to sit at his feet and draw nearer to him. This upset Martha, Mary's sister. She asked Jesus to make Mary come help her. But Jesus rebuked Martha and said that Mary had chosen the best and most important thing, to learn and grow closer to him. Dossie then related this story of Mary and Martha to our lives. She encouraged us to not worry about life's issues, but focus on us and our personal relationship with Jesus, because even though we may be knocked down, we were not going to be giving up. For in 2 Corinthians 4, our spirits are being renewed on a daily basis. For just as Hagar was shown a well out in the desert after Abraham sent her and Ishmael away, Jesus had a well for us to draw from too. That's found in Genesis chapter 16. At the end of our first chapel time, Miss Kim, the director of the camp where the retreat was taking place, had us do a touchstone activity. We were to write our distractions and struggles down on a note card and then go lay them down on the stage like it was the foot of the cross, symbolizing that we were letting go and turning them over to Christ. My fear was that of a question. Would I truly and truthfully be able to surrender and let God have them? My prayer was that I would be able to do so. Looking back, I'm happy to say that not one time during the ladies' retreat did I worry about my distractions and struggles. As far as classes go, one of the classes I took was marriage and motherhood. The teacher, Amber Irving, operated under the assumptions that one, we were strong women who have surrendered to Jesus. And two, we seek the truth of God's word and view it as the highest authority. Amber's class covered truth and lies. Satan loves to put doubt in our heads. In Genesis chapter 3, what did he do with Adam and Eve when it came to the fruit they were not supposed to eat? Did God say... The deception there was that if Satan deceived Adam and Eve, he will most certainly deceive us. And the lie he got them to believe, that was that they were missing out on something better. He tells us the same lie every day. However, when it comes to marriage and motherhood, there is no better place to be than with my husband and my children. See, Marriage does not exist to make me happy. It exists to glorify God and to sanctify me. We do not have to maintain control and always hold everything together, for we are not that powerful. We only have to trust the Lord to do what only He can do. As tough as it gets sometimes, I am not missing out. If you remember earlier on, I mentioned that in our first chapel time, our guest speaker, Dossie, encouraged us to not worry about life's issues or anyone else and their issues. 
but to focus on ourselves and our relationship with Jesus. I'd like to circle back with this two by four. At the very end of ladies retreat, Miss Kim spoke a profound statement. You need to focus on climbing your mountain. One foot in front of the other, one step at a time. Jesus does not ask you to climb anyone else's mountain but your own. This hit home for me. See, I am that perfectionist type of person. I'm scared to screw up and make mistakes. And when I do, I am my own worst critic. I'll be forthcoming. I'm hard on myself. Extremely hard on myself. However, if I do not allow myself that grace to make those mistakes, I do not allow myself the opportunity to learn and to grow. The same applies to the arrows that the Lord has blessed me and my husband with. After hearing Miss Kim's words and building a more deep-rooted relationship with a friend of mine, I learned that the main reason as to why I have been so exhausted is because of one huge mistake. This perfectionist of a person has been trying to do it all. She has been trying to climb not just her own mountain, but her children's mountains as well. And maybe, just maybe, at times, her husband's too? Truth is, my children need to be allowed to reign so that they can make mistakes. Otherwise, they will never learn and grow from those times that they do screw up. So, my dear arrows, I am no longer going to be climbing your mountains. I've got my own mountains to climb. That does not mean that I'm not there to love, guide, advise, and support you in both the happy and hard times. But it does mean that whatever foolish or wise decisions you make, they are on you. The choice is always yours. There will be consequences and rewards for both types. But no matter what, always, always learn, always grow, and mature from every decision. I want you to have no fear about messing up. For this is how we learn. This is the Lord's way of sanctifying us each and every day. Climb your mountain. That was my entry from February of 2022. Now, why do I share that? I've shared with you that when I speak, I want to speak from the heart and I want to speak that what the Lord has already scripted for me to speak. You are heard. You are loved. Most importantly, Jesus loves you. And Jesus loved you so much that he gave his life for you. So in closing, life is crazy, amazing. Hope can live or die with the words we say. So remember, speak hope, speak love, 
speak life. For out of the heart are the issues of life. I hope this finds you encouraged. I hope you take away and are refreshed. I hope those batteries, although they may or may not be fully charged, I hope they are charged a little bit. Until next time, I'm Lydia.